Yeah, they're um, woo. they're coming home today. Supposed to, yeah. No, I think she was in Morristown, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's more than one way to grow a church, right? That's <laughs> Sometimes I think I'm out of touch. Well, no, no, no. You're, you're, you're doing very well. We appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you. I'm not very personal, are they? Don't don't, don't pump her. Don't give her the big head. Oh, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. 
And I've always said, give, give your marriage a twinkle. Right. Holly, turn me down just a little bit. It's, I'm a little hot. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd much rather be there than listening to me. <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm the one preaching. <laughs> All right. It's good to be in the Lord's house today. Amen. Amen. Turn uh, your red back hymnal. Let's stand and let's sing page 333, I'll Fly Away. I'll Fly Away. Old convention song. Amen. Let's go to worship church. It's good to be here today. <clears throat> Fly. 
from prison bars have flown Praise the Lord. Looking forward to that. I like that. It says just a few more weary days and then. I don't think it's going to be long. Amen. Praise God. Let's turn to 346. Page 346. Page 346. I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 346, you're the one that wrote it. Can you still remember? Well, wait a minute. 340. I was close. No. I saw a six, but it's really a zero. Let me put my glasses on. I know whom I have believed. Amen. I know not why God's wondrous grace to me he hath made known, nor why unworthy. Christ did redeem me for his own, but I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day I know not how this saving faith to me he did impart nor how believing in his word wrought peace within my heart but I know whom I have believed 
and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. I know not how the Spirit moves, convincing men of sin, revealing Jesus through the Word, creating faith in Him. But I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that He is able to keep that which I've committed unto Him against that day. And the last, I know not when my Lord may come at night or noonday fair, nor if I walk the veil with Him or meet Him in the air. And I know whom I have believed and I'm persuaded that He is able to keep that which I've committed unto Him. Sing the chorus again, thank God. But I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that He is able to keep that which I've committed unto Him against that day. Hallelujah. Now, 348, 348. Amen. I'm thankful today that I'm a child of the King. Hallelujah. My father is rich in houses and lands. He holdeth the wealth of the world in his hands. Of rubies and diamonds, of silver and gold, his coffers are full. He has riches untold. I'm a child of the King, a child of the King. With Jesus my Savior, I'm a child of the King. My Father's own Son, the Savior of men, once wandered on earth as the poorest of them. But now he is pleading our pardon on high that we may be his 
when he comes back and by. I'm a child of the King, a child of the King, with Jesus my Savior. I'm a child of the King. I once was an outcast, the stranger on earth, a sinner by choice and an alien by birth. But I've been adopted, my name's written down and heir to a mansion a robe and a crown i'm a child of the king a child of the king with jesus my savior i'm a child of the king a tent or a hut oh why should i care they're building a palace for me over there though exiled from home yet still i may sing oh child of the king i'm a child of the king a child of the king with jesus my savior i'm a child of the king oh i love that old hymn amen turn to 346 we thought we were there earlier but let's just sing it anyway Praise God. Aren't you thankful that you know that your name's written down in the Lamb's Book of Life? Hallelujah. My name is in the Book of Life. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. I rise above all doubt and strife and read my title clear i know i know my name is there i know i know my name is written there on the second my name once stood with sin Nurse lost and bore a painful record, but by his blood the Savior clothed and placed it on his robe. I know, I know, my name is there. I Cast a shadow o'er my time, 
house this morning. It is good to be in the Lord's house this morning on this last Sunday of February. Wow, that's uh, how in the world could that be possible? But uh, another month is almost wrapped up. But let's not get the cart before the horse. Jesus could come back uh, before uh, March comes in like a lion. Amen. And that'd be all right, wouldn't it? Uh, amen. I think that uh, in reality, that's the only thing that's going to fix. Uh, the mess that this world's in, and that is the returning of our Savior. Uh, Jesus come back, the trumpet sound, and as far as we're concerned, the church of the living God, our troubles will be over. But for those who are left behind, theirs will have just begun. So, uh, amen. But uh, my heart's prayer today is certainly, even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen. That's our hope, isn't it, church? Looking... For that blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God 
and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I have a hope that is steadfast and sure. Nobody can take it away from me. Amen. There's a lot of things that the devil can do, but one thing he ought never be able to do is to rob uh, the people of God of their hope. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, are you thankful for your hope this morning? Amen. Praise God. Well, um, uh, as far as announcements are concerned, let's just uh, let's get right off the let's get right off the ground running this morning. Uh, Brother LV turned ninety years old on Friday. Isn't that something else? Amen, Brother LV. You're just plum old. He's just getting started. Hallelujah. Spring chicken, 90 years old. Uh, amen. Drove himself to church this morning. Amen. There, I'll tell you what, there's not too many 90-year-olds that could that'd be able to do that, right? So God's been good to him. Amen. And we're going to be celebrating his birthday with him tonight after our services. Uh, so I want you to come and uh, amen. Appreciate LV. And uh, amen. I don't think I've got a... A better friend in the world, to be honest with you. Uh, amen. I love seeing him, spending time with him. And he and I have got one thing in common, and that is we both like to eat. Hallelujah. Uh, so uh, anyway, that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to do mine and his favorite thing, and that is we're going to eat. So uh, you come join us this evening, and after our uh, worship service, we'll have a, a meal down in the fellowship hall to celebrate LV's birthday. Uh, amen. Uh, so remember that. Uh, also appreciate all the prayers that went up for uh, the Travis family. And I'll tell you what, the last couple of services, uh, Beth was here. She uh, she had me on edge. I was just waiting for her to go into labor right here in the church service, and I'd have had a heart attack. But uh, uh, she did go into labor yesterday, and... Um, uh, she gave birth to a beautiful little girl. Her name is Cora Elizabeth. And uh, I've got a picture here for anybody that wants to see it. Amen. Can everybody see the picture, right? Amen. But, uh, she is seven pounds, and she's 19 and a half inches long. So I appreciate that precious child. And uh, Lord willing, there's a good chance if everything goes all right, that they may be able to go home this afternoon. One thing about it, they don't keep them very long. Uh, so uh, anyway, remember William and Beth. I uh, talked to William this morning. He said that uh, she didn't sleep much last night. And I said, well, that's not a surprise the first night. So remember them in prayer. Any other announcements tonight or this morning? Everybody know what they're supposed to bring tonight? You hope so. Okay. All right. Well, uh, just bring something your pastor would like to eat, right? Don't worry about LV. Just just remember me. Amen. But, uh, well, see about that. <laughs> Amen. All right. Prayer requests this morning. Uh, continue to remember mom and dad. Uh, they're short timers winding things down. I could... Hear the quiver in Dad's voice uh, when I talked to him yesterday. Uh, amen. Tears running down his cheeks, knowing it was tears of joy, knowing that he gets to see me in just a few days. So I'm sure you believe that. But uh, 
anyway, uh, pray for them as uh, they'll be traveling home this week. Uh, amen. Continue to remember all those who are sick. and uh, uh, Amen. Uh, we need to pray for our nation. Remember America as uh, we grow closer and closer to another election. And um, just a lot of uncertainty in the world right now and in and, and America. And we have no idea what's going to happen in between now and November. But I'm thankful that we know the one who does. Amen. And that's the Lord, and uh, he's got it all under control. Continue to remember Israel and the fighting there in Gaza, the war in Ukraine. Amen. Pray for our leaders. Uh, uh, I'm sure some of you have prayer requests this morning that you'd like to mention. Remember Maria. She'll be traveling in another day. Yep. Remember uh, Aunt Maria uh, as she's traveling today. Remember her in prayer. Right. Oh, my goodness. That's over. Well. Just tell me what time, and I'll come have a time of fellowship with her. Amen. That's wonderful. Well, that's just a that's that's amazing. Of course, Amen. Amen. Well, he is the great physician, and any time you hear that uh, C word, cancer. It, uh, amen, certainly is a, is a fearful thing, but um, I, I, you know, can't think of anybody that I've ever heard that has done any better than, than Elma has through this, and just to God be the glory, amen, he is able, and, and when God blesses us, and when God does something special for us like that, we don't need to, uh, we need to make sure that we give him the, glo the glory and the credit for it, amen, that's right, and uh Ellen talking about they don't uh, have they don't provide southern cooking like hers. Well, I hadn't met too many people that do. So, hallelujah, that lady can cook. Let me just tell you something. Amen. Praise God. I always tell people the reason that I, the reason that I.
tend to 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 um, fatten up. Is that the? I was looking for a more political. It's cause it's my grandma's fault. You know that old time grandma cooking. You can't beat that now. Uh, amen. I one thing ain't that right, LV? We like to eat. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Other prayer requests today. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, sis. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, Catherine Reynolds, remember her in prayer. Amen. Somebody else today, prayer requests that you have? Go ahead, Jess. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Remember Jesse's grandfather in prayer that with cancer, but also most importantly, spiritual needs that he has, uh, and continue to remember his mom, Miss Kathy, as she recovers from her surgery. Uh, amen. Let's pray for uh, LV's uh, niece, Miss Debbie. Continue to pray for her, and uh, also his brother-in-law, Jimmy Seaton. We need to remember Jimmy in prayer health-wise, but also he needs the Lord. Remember these requests in prayer. Anyone else today? Unspoken requests by the uplifted hand. We need to remember our lost loved ones. Amen. Pray that the Lord would give us opportunities to reach them before it's too late. Uh, let's... Uh, I, I, I request your prayers today as I preach. Pray for our church. Pray the Lord uh, would just, uh, he's got a purpose for us and a plan. And again, sometimes we don't understand. But uh, I'm thankful that uh, when it's all said and done, he does all things well, right? Amen. So I still believe God's got good days ahead for us. All right, we won't have altar prayer this morning, I, but we will, uh, we will pray uh, over the service uh, Father in heaven, today we just thank you, God, if, that you give us this privilege to uh, gather together. Lord, another Lord's Day, Father. Thank you, Father, for what this day means. God, we thank you, Lord, that um, we're able to celebrate, uh, uh, Lord, the day of your resurrection. God, every Sunday is Resurrection Sunday, Lord, for a Christian. Uh, God, I'm thankful that you provide us this sanctuary Lord, this oasis, God, that we could come together as your people. Lord, uh, uh, our brothers and sisters, God, Christian brethren of like faith, God, and thankful for the family that we've been made a part of. We are, a, we are children of the Most High God. Uh, 
Uh, Lord, thank you, Father, Lord, uh, for the work that you've given us to do. Thank you, Lord, for that which we have done. And, Lord, uh, the, the fruit which we've seen, souls that have been saved down through the years. Lord, we're living in uh, troublesome times. And, Lord, it'd be easy for us to uh, become weary and well-doing, Father. Uh, Lord, but God help us to trust in that promise, Lord, that in due season we shall reap if we faint not. God, I'm thankful for your unchangeable word, God. And uh, Lord, I just thank you for the promises that we can stand on. Uh, God, I pray that you would bless the furtherance of our service. Uh, God, uh, everything that's said and done here today would bring honor and glory into the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, if we'd be here for any other reason than to magnify the name of our Savior, Lord, our gathering would be in vain. So Lord, would you help us to make much of uh, the name of the one that's worthy today. Uh, and Lord, if that's the case, it'll be a success. Lord, bless the music, the testimonies, the offerings, the prayers. Uh, Lord, the preaching as it goes forth, that it might all bring honor and glory to thy name, Lord. Uh, God, if there might be one today listening, God, or watching, uh, Father, uh, that is lost, I pray that you'd use the service to speak to their hearts. Bless every prayer request that's been offered up. Uh, Lord, those who are sick, those who are troubled in soul, thank you for the praise reports that we've heard today. Lord, Miss Elma, Lord, we just rejoice in what you've done for her. God, Jesse's mom, God, and Lord, we're thankful that you are the great physician. Bless those that are traveling, those who are away from us, God. It's going to be good to see their faces again uh, very soon, according to thy will. Uh, Lord, again, we just pray, Father, that you'd bless uh, Lord, Miss Debbie, Lord, and uh, God, we pray for uh, Jimmy Seaton, God. We pray for Jesse's grandfather, Lord. God, speak to their hearts and help them to turn to you. Uh, Lord, thank you for LV and what he means to us. And Lord, just his friendship. And Lord, bless him, God, like you never have before. Lord, work in our midst today. And Lord, when we leave here, that we might all be encouraged in our faith to press on for thee. Lord, and, and certainly the desire of our heart this morning is uh, even so come Lord Jesus. It's in His precious and holy name we pray and ask these things. God, I pray, Father, Lord, as we receive this morning's offering, God, I pray that You'd use it, take it, multiply it. Uh, Lord, give us an increase today that the needs of our church might be supplied and taken care of. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said, Amen. All right, we will receive our Sunday morning offering at this time, and you give as the Lord's prosper.
Amen. Thank God uh, for the opportunity we have to give unto the Lord this morning. Praise God. Y'all bear with me. Holly, if you will come, I've got one I'd like for you to sing today. Holly Bailey. Sing over here with me. Just the camera, please. Yeah, this is a song that we sang. It's been a long time. I heard it this week, and it kind of motivated me for today's message. But um, I sing this uh, for Miss Ellen. This was uh, one of Howard's favorite songs. And when I heard it this week, I immediately thought of him. I'm thankful that the Lord's our anchor of hope. Amen.
Aren't you thankful today that the Lord's your anchor of hope?
I guess my first remembrance of that song is uh, Brother Homer Ray and Sister Levada many years ago. It's been a long time, but uh, remember them singing the God on the Mountain. Amen? Uh, do you believe that today? That, you know, one thing about it, God is not changed by our circumstances. Uh, we may be changed by our circumstances. and uh, Amen. We may be swayed and moved and influenced and carried about by every wind of doctrine, but the Lord is unchangeable. He's unmovable. Uh, you say, preacher, what are you saying? He's our anchor. Amen. Uh, I love that old hymn, in times like these, we need an anchor. Amen. And you know, without an anchor, as rough as the sea of life is that, uh, that we're on today, your ship has no chance of surviving. But if you've got an anchor, uh, if you have the anchor, <laughs> the Lord Jesus Christ, the anchor, the anchor of our soul, uh, amen, you'll be, you'll, you'll, you'll be okay. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Doesn't mean that your ship won't be battered. And uh, amen, there may be times that you think you're going you're to sink. But as long as you've got Christ... Uh, you're going to make it. Amen? Uh, I'm thankful for that. Uh, I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. That's a promise of God's word. And if uh, that weren't the case, that would make God a liar. And brother, God, God cannot lie. Uh, amen? His word is sure. It's steadfast. It's dependable. Well, I appreciate all the songs and all the, uh, even everything pretty much today is re revolved around the message that I want to preach to you for just a little while this morning. You can be turning to Hebrews chapter number 6 in the Word of God, Hebrews chapter number 6. I uh, love the book of Hebrews. Amen. Paul must have been a coffee drinker. Hallelujah. Uh, I guess I've said that enough to where it's not as funny as it used to be. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know the word. You know that they drove Hondas in the Bible, don't you? It says they uh, came in one accord. There you go. <laughs> yep. Praise the Lord. Well, if you found your place, say amen. Hebrews chapter number 6. Verse number 10. Hebrews chapter number 6, verse number 10. The Bible says, For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love which ye have shown towards his name that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of of hope unto the end, that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. 
And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie. Aren't you thankful for that today? We might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us. Which hope we have as a what? An anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. And which entereth into that within the veil, whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, made in high priest forever. I like that word forever. After the order of Melchizedek. With the Lord's help today, we'll preach on this thought, Christ, our anchor of hope. Heavenly Father, we love you today. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege we have to gather in your house, Lord. Uh, Father, I believe we could all say it's been good to be in the, in the Lord's house this morning. Uh, Lord, thank you for the fellowship of the brethren, Lord, the prayers, uh, privilege of prayer, the offerings that have been given unto the saints. And Lord, today as we preach your word, I pray that we do so in a way that glorifies and magnifies the name of our Savior. Uh, Lord, that's the only worthwhile reason we come to church, Father. Lord, without Christ, uh, Lord, our gathering would be in vain. This would be nothing more than a, than a social club. God, because of you, Father, this is the church. This is the uh, ground and the pillar of the truth. This is the body, the building, the bride of Christ, which you died for. So, Lord, we're here to, today to celebrate uh, Jesus Christ, Lord, and I pray that we do that until you come back and take us home to glory. Father, Lord, uh, bless every single need that's represented here today. And, Lord, I pray most of all, God, that you just use your word, God, to bring healing to our souls Lord, I can't think of a better balm or a better medicine that could ever be given out uh, than the truth of the Scriptures, God. So whatever it is we need, minister to us through your word as we're quick to praise you for who you are and what you do for us. Uh, Lord, honor your word. Exalt your son by way of your humble servant. We'll praise you in advance for everything that takes place today in our midst. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people say it. Amen. So here Paul... Uh, you know, just a powerful passage of Scripture. I believe Paul is the writer of Hebrews. But he does write to us about the immutable and unchangeable promises of God that have been made to us. This word immutable. It's a big word, but it just simply means unchangeable. It's one of the primary attributes of our God. He is an unchangeable God. Aren't you thankful for that? Uh, amen. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the God of that I bow my knee to uh, every day. Amen. The God that parted the Red Seas, the God, uh, amen, that sent fire from heaven, the God that provided man in the, in the desert, the God that spoke the worlds into existence in six literal days is the same God that you and I pray to and ask Him to meet our every needs. Brother, this world may change. Uh, your life may change. Circumstances may change, but we serve a God in heaven. Uh, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Amen. He is the God. Uh, he said, I am the Lord, and I change not. Do you believe that today? Uh, say amen this morning. But these promises are the equivalent 
and the same as our anchor of hope. You know, uh, when I think about our world, our world is uncertain. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about an uncertain, uh, a day of uncertainty, people that are unsettled, people that uh, are without direction, amen, just kind of going with the flow, and uh, amen, as the Bible speaks to us about being carried about with every wind of doctrine. Brother, if that doesn't describe the day that you and I are living in, I don't know what is. Amen. They're with you one day and without you the next day. Amen. Uh, amen. People make decisions based on popularity. People make de make decisions out of uh, their own self-interest. Amen. And, and brother, I don't care what it is in this world, you're going to have a hard time finding something or somebody to depend on. Amen. But I'm thankful I've got one. Uh, amen. That's trustworthy. Amen. And uh, amen. He's consistent. Uh, amen. He's... Uh, uh, amen. He's, uh, uh, he's diligent. That's another word that's used in our text today. And I'm thankful that I may fail God, but God won't fail me. Uh, I may be unfaithful to God, but God is going to be uh, stand by my side. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Uh, amen. Uh, we don't even have to, to fear what man shall do, uh, uh, do against us. Amen. Uh, amen. He's going to go with us all the way even unto the end of the world. Uh, he told Joshua, he said, Be strong of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Aren't you thankful today that the Lord's your anchor? Amen. When I think about an anchor, uh, I think about something that settles and stabilizes a ship as it is tossed to and fro in and over the ocean waves. And again, this world needs stability. And brother, amen, the reason that this world is more unstable today than it ever has been is because man, uh, amen, has abandoned their anchor, amen. We think that we can live without an anchor, brother, but I'm telling you, if your ship is going to stay afloat on the seas of life, amen, you better, uh, amen, you better hold on to your anchor, hallelujah, glory to God. Uh, the longer I live, the more, li more, I, more I realize just how uncertain life is. Uh, and it reminds me again uh, of a ship that's going one direction one minute. The next minute, it's headed the other way. Up and down, tossed, turned and blown every which way by the roughness of the raging seas of life. Ephesians 4.14, Paul wrote it this way. He said that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. And brother, that's this world today. I mean, uh, this world is dangerous. Paul describes the last days uh, to young Timothy. He said, in the last days perilous times shall come. And brother, if we're not living in perilous times, I don't want to see what they're like. Amen. Because I'm telling you, this world is dangerous, amen, and uh, so many people are just adrift, just drifting along, going with the flow, amen, and brother, uh, amen, uh, without your anchor today, without Jesus Christ, somebody to hold on to, something to ground your the ship of your life uh, in, uh, you don't stand a fighting chance and you're going to sink, amen, you're going to be a, make shipwreck of your faith and you'll be a castaway before it's all said and done. I and mean, then people that are just tossed around like a rag doll, 
And, uh, amen, just like a little sailboat trying to survive a, a hurricane. Anybody know what I'm talking about here today? Preacher, what's the answer? Well, the answer is presented to us right here in our text. I'm talking about something that's going to settle us down, something that's going to stabilize our ship like a rudder. Amen. Something that's going to, uh, amen, allow us to sail smoothly uh, uh, even uh, amongst the roughest uh, uh, current of life seas, amen, we need an anchor, amen, uh, but pr praise God, I'm thankful that I don't just have any anchor, but God has given me an anchor of hope, hallelujah, glory to his name, uh, an anchor of hope that is built upon uh, and fastened to the immutable and unchangeable promises of the infallible and inspired word of God, the Bible is our anchor, amen, because this book, uh, as the written word of God, seems, serves the same purpose of, as Jesus does. Amen. Do you know Christ and His word are synonymous? Amen. You can't have Jesus uh, without the Bible. Amen. Just like people in our day, they want to say, well, I love Jesus, but I don't love the church. Friend, Christ and His church are inseparable. You can't have one without the, the other. Amen. If you love Christ, you'll love the church. If you don't love the church, you don't love Jesus. Amen. Same thing about the Bible. People say, well, I love Jesus, but I don't believe the Bible. Friend, you're a liar. Amen. If you love Christ, you'll love His Word. Amen. Jesus said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word, or the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Brother, Christ is the living Word. The Bible is the written Word of God. And together they form a, a, a tag team twofold, uh, amen, a fortress, amen, an anchor that will hold our ship steadfast and safe. So let me share some things with you real quick this morning about Christ uh, and His Word being our anchor, amen. First of all, we find a foundation, verse number 10, where the apostle writes, for God is not unrighteous. Aren't you thankful that the Lord is a righteous God? You say, preacher, what does that mean? That means the Lord won't do you wrong. He'll do right by you. Brother, uh, man will do you wrong. Man will abandon you. Man will forsake you. Man will turn, turn on you like a rattlesnake. Uh, but I'm telling you one thing. There is no unrighteousness with God. He can't help but do right by His children. He is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have shown toward His name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. Amen. I'm telling you, God is keeping a record. Aren't, do you believe that today? Amen. There is a record book on high. And uh, amen. The Bible says that He's, uh, he's uh, keeping our tears in a bottle. Hallelujah. And, and uh, even the very hairs of our head... They are numbered. Brother, man will forget you, but God uh, cannot forget his own. Hallelujah. Uh, Paul was encouraging those who he knew would be reading this letter by reminding them that in spite of how things might have looked or seen, the Lord was not unrighteous to forget their work and their labor of love which they had shown to his name in that they had ministered unto the saints. He was telling his audience that in spite of how they might feel, 
what they might think or what the devil tried to tell them, God had not forgotten about them. Glory to God. He was mindful of them. He was keeping a record of their work. And one day they would receive a reward for what they had done and were continuing to do in His name. Friend, have you ever felt as if God's forgot about you? Now don't you put those little halos on today. Every single one of us from time to time, Lord, why have you forgotten about me? Why have you forsaken me? Amen, I've served you, I've lived for you. I've tried my best, amen, uh, to live a life that's pleasing to your name. Sure, we've stumbled and we fall, but uh, amen, sometimes the Lord, uh, uh, you know, allows us to feel lonely. And brother, you know as well as I do that loneliness is probably the worst feeling that you could ever have. Amen. No man cares for my soul. Amen. Uh, Elijah felt as if he was the only one. Amen. Uh, but, but listen, I, I'll tell you this morning, you, feel, uh, you may feel as if you've been a, a abandoned. You may feel as if you've been forsaken. You may feel as if you uh, have been forgotten. Amen. But I'm telling you, some, standing somewhere in the shadows, you'll find Jesus. Amen. He's got the, His eye on you. There's a record book and you may not receive a just reward in this life, but one of these days you're going to stand before His throne and if you're faithful, amen, uh, amen, if you uh, don't allow yourself to grow weary and well-doing, uh, uh, amen, in due season, ye shall reap if you faint not. And the most uh, precious words that could ever be uttered out of a man's mouth are going to ring in your ear when the Lord looks at you with a smile on His face and He says, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. God will not forget His own. And brother, sometimes we feel, you ever feel like you've done something for somebody? Uh, amen. You've helped somebody out. Uh, amen. I don't know how many times I've said this, even recently. Well, that's what I get for helping somebody. Amen. You ever you ever felt that way? Try to try to do a good deed for somebody. Uh, amen. Try to be like Jesus. Amen. Try to forgive somebody. Try to help somebody. Bless them. Be merciful and gracious. Amen. And then uh, you end up getting the shaft over it, uh, and you feel like nobody. Amen. Why would I even live for him? Why would I even serve him? Why would I even be faithful to him? Amen. Because it seems like uh, the more I try to do right the more the wicked prosper and the more the righteous suffer. But brother, I'm telling you this morning, one promise that we have that is certain and sure and uh, reliable as the day is long is the fact that God has not forgotten our works and He will reward us one of these days for our labor. Amen. You know, I'm afraid that, that if we'd examine our hearts, and you know as well as I do, that when it comes to serving God, Motive is as important as anything. It's not just what we do uh, that matters, but it's why we do what we do. And our reward, in it, when we get to heaven one of these days, uh, amen, it's going to be determined not just by what we do for the Lord, but God's going to examine our motives, the reasons why we've done it. And I'm afraid that, that uh, many times we uh, find ourselves serving God and doing these things not for Him, but for ourselves or for other people. Amen. I want to remind you, uh, amen, serving the Lord, we're not doing it, I'm not doing it for myself. I'm not doing it for my brother and sister in Christ, 
But everything I do, I do it as unto the Lord, my God. And as long as He remembers me, and as long as He's pleased with me, and as long, uh, amen, as my, uh, my works and my labor uh, are accepted by Him and His sight, what does it matter how, how people feel about us? Well, you know, amen, I don't, I don't like such and such or so and so because they don't appreciate what I did for them. Well, that tells me you're doing it for them and not for Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I've struggled with this in my life. Uh, down through the years in ministry, uh, this idea and this narrative, I'm wasting my time. I'm spinning my wheels. I'm not accomplishing anything. And I might as well give up and quit because none of it even matters anyway. Well, you see, you say, preacher, what is that? We're living by sight rather than by faith. You know, if we're not careful, we'd say, well, why even keep the doors open at United Baptist Church? Uh, we're not accomplishing anything. We're not getting, hey, are we doing it for each other? Are we doing it for ourselves? Are we doing it for Jesus? Can I give you one reason why we should keep on keeping on here at United Baptist Church? Simply because the Lord kept on uh, for us. Amen. He didn't quit. He didn't throw in the towel. Uh, amen. And I'm telling you, uh, you may not be worth it. I may not be worth it. But I know one who is, and he's my Savior. And if he was willing to go all the way for me, I ought to be willing to do the same for him. I ought not be here for you. You, you say, well, I'm going to, uh, amen, I'm going to come to church to support the preacher. That's the wrong reason to come to church. I appreciate your support. It encourages me to see you sitting on the pew, amen. Uh, I, I can't, I, I got to be there in my place to preach because Pam's going to be there because Miss Ellen's, listen, are we doing it for each other? Are we doing it for a real reason? One who's worthy? I'm telling you, uh, we ought to do it for Christ and Christ alone. Amen. That's right. Uh, praise God. The Lord has not forgot about us. He's keeping a record. And one day, if we remain faithful, we'll hear Him say, well done, and we're going to receive a reward for the things we've done for others in and through His name. That is the promise given to us here in verse number 10 of Hebrews chapter uh, number 6. The Bible says again, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work. Let me say that again today. God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love which ye have shown towards His name and that ye have ministered to the saints. And isn't that a blessing? Amen. Isn't that a, you know, again, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'll I tell you, so many times we base success uh, on... on uh, of our efforts, you know. Did, did, have I done well? Have I done good? Have I done right? You know, a lot of times we measure our success uh, by the result and by the immediate reward. Uh, amen. In other words, I preached uh, Sunday after Sunday and, uh, you know, we've had a, a slew of people get saved. Well, it must be a success. On the other hand, I preached Sunday after Sunday and nobody comes to the altar, hallelujah. Well, it must be a failure. Brother, again, I'm not doing it uh, for you. I'm doing it for Jesus. Amen. And my reward is not earthly, but my reward is heavenly, and it's spiritually, amen. 
And by faith, we've got to be faithful and to remember, again, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season ye shall reap if you faint not. There's a sowing season and there's a harvest season. And uh, what if I, when it came to to sowing sowing grass or uh, planting a garden, what if I measured my success by whether or not uh, the harvest comes in the day after I sowed the seed. That's not the way it goes, is it? Amen, when you plant a garden. A- amen, when you sow grass in your yard. Uh, you know, plant a flower. You know, you have faith. You sow seed by faith, believing not immediately, but eventually that seed that you sow will bear fruit. Do you know God's still in the fruit-bearing business? Did you know there's no such thing as wasted seed? Uh, Amen. Now, I'm not talking about the way people respond to it. You know, again, when we sow seed, just like uh, the parable of the sower, some fell by the wayside, some uh, fell on stony ground, and some fell on thorny ground, some fell on good ground. But as far as the seed's concerned, amen, there's no such thing as wasted seed, brother. Amen. You sow the seed of God's Word. The Bible promises us, Uh, amen, that it's not going to return void, but it's going to accomplish the purpose He sent it forth to do so. Hallelujah. So we've just got to keep sowing seed. Amen. Don't, listen to me today, church, don't quit sowing seed because you're not seeing an immediate harvest. Oh, I'm telling you, uh, listen, uh, again, uh, there's 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 times and seasons of life. I've learned that when it comes to pastoring, when it comes to, to preaching. You know, there's ups and downs. There's times when the church is full. There's times when the church is, is empty, amen. But you know who, who doesn't change God? You know God can bless, uh, bless a small church just as much as He can a big church. You know, if we're not careful, amen, because we've just got a few, we'll come in here with an attitude of defeat. Amen. I'm not, once again... Uh, Amen. Our attitude and our demeanor and our spirit of worship should not be swayed or moved or manipulated by the numbers. Amen. Why? Because listen, we get to walk through those doors and we get to to come into the presence of the King and our Savior every Sunday to worship Him and to praise Him for how good He's been to us. And one day we will enter into harvest season. Can I say, I believe harvest season's right around the bend. You see, preacher, what are you talking I'm talking about heaven. Amen. I, I, right now, you say, you, you say, preacher, what, what kind of season are we in right now? Now, don't misunderstand me, uh, but we're in a season of endurance. We're in a season of perseverance. We're in a season of standing. We're in a season of warfare. We're in a season of, 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 of running our race, fighting our fight, weathering the storm. Amen. We're, it's just like we're, right, we're uh, climbing up a, a steep hill. And, and remember, just before you reach the top, it, it's when the, the hill's the steepest. Brother, I don't want to quit just before I cross the finish line. I, I don't want to, to give up just for. Going home time, hallelujah. Amen, I'm telling you, don't you let the devil tell you it's not worth it. Because I'm telling you, God's keeping a record. 
And He has not forgotten the things you've done. And by the way, what you do is just as important as what I do. Playing the piano is just as important as preaching. Being faithful is just as important as if you're the one delivering the sermon. Amen. we just got to be faithful and trust God to reward us according to our works and our faith. Now let's consider an illustration of our anchor for just a moment. I want to make sure I don't, uh, excuse me, know uh, our motiv- the motivation. I was about to forget something here. The motivation uh, of our anchor. Verse number 11 and 12, listen. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end that you be not slothful. Aren't those good verses? You know, and the key word I believe here is the word diligence. Amen. Let me ask you this morning. Y'all still with me today? Uh, Are are, are you going to be diligent or are you going to be negligent? Huh? Uh, You know... I'm afraid that one of the reasons that we're in the shape that we're in today, uh, whether it be our church, whether it be our community, our our country, our young people, uh, uh, amen, I mean, listen, it's easy for us to to lose hope and for our morale to be low. But you you know what today is? Today is a day for diligence. You know what diligence is? Diligence is just faithfully maintaining Something that's been committed to you. Huh? And, and we're getting ready to talk about that. That which, that, is, that which has been committed to us. That which has been entrusted to our care. I want to remind you that if you're saved, you're a steward. Amen. You know what is required, moreover, is required of a, of a steward? That a man be found faithful. Amen. Faithful to what? What's been committed to you. You say, well, preacher, I wish I had more than I had. Well, that's, a, that's up to God. That's not up to us. Amen. God, listen. Uh, amen. God is the one who determines our portion. We've just got to make sure we're diligent to the portion He's given to us. Amen. I want to remind you, uh, amen, that your reward in heaven has nothing to do with your portion. Your reward will be determined uh, by your diligence according to the proportion of what you've done with what you've been given. Unto whomsoever much is given of him shall much be required. Amen. Listen, just say, Lord, uh, amen. Uh, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well. It is well with my soul. And I'm going to be diligent to that which you've entrusted to me. You know the problem today? Instead of being diligent, we've been negligent. But you know what, what, what happens? You know one of the reasons why we... You know, what does it mean to, to be negligent? It means to neglect. You, you, you say, preacher, why do we neg- neglect? Neglect what? Neglect our blessings. You know, why do we neglect our blessings? Because we don't appreciate them. Because we devalue the importance and the significance of what we have. I want to remind you, we may be small... But what we have here at United Baptist Church is worthy of our diligence. And we cannot be negligent uh, regarding what God has committed to us just because we're small in number right now, right? Amen. Because I'm telling you, uh, God is the one who has committed it to us. And if He has 
committed it to our care. It is worthy of our diligence. And it's worthy, uh, amen, uh, of our efforts. It's worthy of our attention. And we ought to give it 100% as if we were uh, laboring for a thousand. Hallelujah, glory to God. Amen. Will we be diligent or will we be negligent? Amen. God's given all of us something to do. We can't be sitting on the premises. We've got to stand on the promises. Uh, Jesus said, no, you're not. I must be about my Father's business. Uh, I must work the works of Him that sent me while it is day. For the night cometh when no man can work. He said, my meat is to do the will of Him that sent me. Uh, amen. Uh, listen, I don't want to be slothful. It says, and we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end, that you may be not slothful unto the end of what? Unto the end of your life. You know, Paul said that uh, uh, let's consider uh, him that endured such uh, contradictory of sinners unto himself, lest we be wearied and faint in our minds. He said, for ye have not yet uh, stri- uh, resisted unto blood striving against sin. Say, so, preacher, what is the standard that God expects me to, to be faithful to Him? He expects you to be faithful to Him unto death. Right? And if we allow ourselves to, to become negligent and to become weary in well-doing, and if we allow ourselves, uh, amen, just like we said, verse number 10, amen, if we're not... Uh, uh, if, if we're not faithful in our zeal and in our labor until death, amen, then our life will be a failure. Dig, diligent or negligent, the choice is up to us. There are some things we can't control, but one thing we can control is whether we're going to be diligent or whether we're going to be negligent. Amen. Right? It's good. Now there's an illustration, verse 12 through 15. Paul wrote, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherited the promises. For when God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself saying, surely blessing I will bless thee and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured who Abraham, he obtained the promise. Abraham ended up receiving the promises that had been made to him because he patiently endured the toils and struggles of life. The reason Abraham was, patient, was able to patiently endure is because he believed God's word and he allowed the promises of the oath God made to him to serve as an anchor, a rubber, and a stabilizing, a steadying, and a steering influence in his life. Let me ask you today, what, ste- what, what steers your life? Huh? Do, do, do circumstances steer, you, steer your life? Or do the promises of God? Well, I, boy, I tell you, I wish I had somebody help me preach today. Amen. Holly ought to be swinging from the chandeliers this morning. Amen. Uh, she, ought, she, ought to, she ought to be waving her hair just like one of them Pentecostal ladies. Glory to God. Uh, hallelujah. We've seen it. Shout, yeah, man, we've seen it. Yep. But uh, one way or another, every one of us, 
our life, amen, our, the, the direction of our life, the trajectory of our life, whether we're going to be diligent, whether we're going to be negligent, whether we're going to, be, whether we're going to persevere, whether we're going to endure, whether we're going to be faithful, whether or not we're going to finish well, you know what it's going to be determined by? One of two things. Amen. Either your circumstances or the promises of the Word of God. What steers your life? What is your rudder this morning? Amen. What moves you? What influences you? Amen. Uh, amen. You say, listen, and, and, and I don't believe there's, there's any gray area in this. Either your life will be influenced more by the situation and the circumstances, or it'll be influenced by the promises of the Word of God. Amen? Well, let me just say something to you today. If the circumstances of life are serving as your anchor, amen, your, your life's going to be unstable, uncertain. A amen? You're going to drift along. A amen? You're going to be going one direction uh, amen. Bi you talk about bipolar. Hallelujah. A amen. Up one day, down the next. Amen. On top of the world, ready to charge hell with a water pistol. And the next day, just like Elijah under the juniper tree, asking God to kill him. Glory to God. Amen. We must not allow the circumstances of life to serve as our anchor. The only anchor that will stabilize the ship of your life. Amen is the anchor, the truth, and the promise of the Word of God. And brother, they are a trustworthy anchor. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, I, I'll never forget, it wasn't too long ago, uh, me and Michael Barn went fishing down to South Carolina after them big old catfish. And we caught a few. Uh, uh, we didn't catch the big ones we was looking for. But where we were fishing, the current was extremely strong. And... Uh, Michael had been there before, so he knew to prepare. He said, you know, if we're going to have any uh, chance whatsoever of catching any fish, we're going to have to have a good anchor. You know, so we're just not swept down the, the channel and the, the, the river by the strong current. And, brother, he had, I mean, I, I, there's no way I can describe. I mean, uh, uh, he, he, he made an anchor out of rhubarb. I'm talking, I, 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 there's no way to describe it. And as strong as that was, and, and uh, put that anchor down, and still that current would continue to push that boat downstream. And Michael, as strong of a man as Michael Barn was, he even tried to hold, and he couldn't do it. And brother, that's the way this, their lives are. Uh, the current of life is pushing stronger and stronger than it ever has. And brother, there's only one anchor that is sturdy enough and solid and stable enough to keep your ship from being swept away like the majority of people. Do you know that's why we're living in a great falling away? Do you know that's why we've got so many folk? And it breaks my heart as pastor. And, and it's not about whether they're here or in our church or somewhere. You know, the, the sad Reality of the matter, a lot of them just out of church. Amen. You say, why? I mean, it's because they're, they're trusting their circumstances rather than their anchor. Right? I'm talking about a great falling away. Amen. The great apostasy. And brother, if you and I don't trust 
in the sure, certain promises of the Scripture, amen, we'll be a castaway. Right? We'll make, and I'm not talking about losing salvation. I'm just saying we'll make shipwreck of our faith. And, 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 and amen, and, and we're not going to finish well because we allow something else rather than the promises of God to influence our lives. Amen. That's good preaching today. You know, I, I'm thankful for the examples. Abraham served as an example. Followers of them who through faith and patience inherited the promises. I've preached this message before. And uh, it's, it's interesting, went back through my notes, and I preached this message a week after my grandmother passed away, several years back. Uh, what's the date here? The date shows December 2nd, 2018 is the date I have for this message. And, and I used her as an illustration. Uh, uh, amen. Some, uh, and, and boy, I'm thankful for the anchors that I have in my life. Some of them aren't, aren't with us any longer. You know, my grandparents, <laughs> I'm without excuse because of the example that they, hey, look what they entrusted me with. Amen. Am I going to be diligent to the, to the legacy and the heritage that was passed down to me? Uh, Brother Howard, amen, I heard that song this week and man, it just made my night. I was down there working out They've been trying to work out off some of that belly fat from that donut I ate earlier. No, I, I hadn't been splurging too bad. But, but I was down there, I was listening to the radio, and all of a sudden that song, Anchor of Hope, come. and man, it just made my night because it reminded me of somebody that was very dear and precious to my soul. Oh, I'm talking about that, that great cloud of witnesses who, who, you think their lives were easy? You know, the thing is, uh, that generation, the greatest generation, they, 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 weren't, they weren't a bunch of sissified wimps like we are. Amen. They knew tough times. You know, raised during the Depression. Used to hear Memo talk about, amen, uh, you, know, you know, growing up and she could hear, hear the, the wind coming through the cracks in the walls. Amen. And, and just, amen, not spoiled by the luxuries and the conveniences that you and I so enjoy. Amen. But listen, they had something that stabilized their life, that grounded their life, that kept them from being influenced and moved and, and, and wishy-washy. They were, amen, you knew where they stood. They were rooted. They were grounded. They were anchored. You say, preacher, what were they anchored to? They were anchored to the promises of the Word of God. Amen. And listen, I'm without excuse because of the example that they left me. Right? I, I mean, if, if Memo was able to, uh, if she didn't get worrying well, well doing, then what's my excuse? Right? And now our lives may not be easy, but there's people that went through a lot harder things than what we've gone through. And that doesn't minimize. I mean, if you're going through it, it's a big deal to you. Amen. But I'm, I'm saying... There's no excuse for us to quit because of the example that's been set forth before us. Amen? Patiently endure. Isn't that hard? I, I, I mean, in other words, just like seasons. 
the seasons change, but they don't change rapidly and immediately. They change slowly and gradually. Just like right now, we can feel, see the signs that springtime's not that far away. But brother, if you think that in the month of February, if you're going to go to bed one night and it be wintertime, the next, next day you're wearing shorts, it don't work that way. Amen. Seasons change, but seasons change slowly and gradually. So we've got to endure the wintertime of life believing that spring and summer's right around the corner. Hallelujah. Amen. And that word patiently endured. I don't like that. That ought to put me on the altar ten times before I leave the church house this morning. But it's still good. Now there's a confirmation. Verse 16 through 18. Anybody getting any help this morning? For men verily swear by the greater. And an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Wherein God, listen, will and more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of His counsel. Say, preacher, what does that mean? That means God ain't going to renege <laughs> on His promises. God's not going to, uh, amen, make you a promise and then, uh, amen, and then come back a few days later. Well, I've been thought, thinking about this and... Uh, you know, I don't think that was such a good idea to promise you that. You ever had somebody do that, renege on a promise? Hey Amen. Uh, he ain't here, Dad. They accuse car salesmen. But you know what happened, uh, uh, being dishonest, but you know what happened? I've seen it over and over in the car business, watching Dad down through the years. Customers are the worst in the world to renege on their promises. Say, so, yeah, I'll be back tomorrow to buy that car and two months later you see them, oh, I'm sorry, I decided to go somewhere. Hey, God don't do that. If God says He'll do it, you better mark it down and take it to the bank, brother. It's as good as done because, amen, He's made an oath to us and He's guaranteed it to us uh, on uh, the, the uh, amen, on the record of His own name. The credibility of His name. You know one of the best ways you can mar your name is to renege on a promise. Isn't that right? I mean, used to, we lived in a world to where, uh, amen, a man's word was as good as gold. And, and, and that's the way I was raised. I was raised that, that uh, amen, that, that a handshake was as good as a contract. And, and if I told somebody I was going to do something, uh, you know, and of course circumstances permitted. That's why Mamaw taught me. I always heard her. She said, well, Lord willing. Right? Lord willing. I don't know how many times I'd hear her say, Lord willing, and if the creek don't rise, amen, I don't know what that means. But uh, Lord willing, I'll be there. Brother, if, amen, we need to, listen, the best way to ruin your reputation and ruin your name is to renege on your promises. Well, you and I may do that, but God won't because His name is very valuable to Him. And He's going to make sure that He does what He tells you He's going to do. And if you read it in the Bible, and it's a promise, and it's a promise to you, now don't, don't apply something to yourself that's written to the Jews. That old song, every promise in the book is mine, that's not true. I mean, not every promise in the Word of God applies, but if it applies to you, and if it's for the church living God, if God says it, that settles it. The question is, do you believe it? Yeah, man, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He's unmutable. You say, preacher, why does God word, God's word never change? 
Because he's a God whose personality and nature never changes. God's not bipolar. <laughs> right? Holly tell you that her husband is bipolar. In other words, amen, I may be doing great and the next day I'm going to go off like a, like a bottle rocket. Hallelujah. Why? Because I'm influenced by my environment. God is not, listen, God is not, God will not waver. God will not flinch. Because he's immutable. He's unchangeable. It's impossible for him to lie. That's what the Bible says here. Uh, we can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Lord will do for us what he said he will do. God's word must be the anchor and the stabilizing influence in your life. Regardless of whether or not we're on the top of the wave or the bottom of it, we don't have to be tossed to and fro or carried about by every wind of doctrine. Why? Because God's word is sure. It cannot be changed, altered, manipulated, or influenced by the effects of this world. Amen. Do you know God's word trumps uh, any... Uh, what is it that... that uh, what, is, what happens when, when the president overrides or overrules? He vetoes. Presidential veto. Do you know you can't veto God? <laughs> but brother, God can veto the president. His decrees are more authoritative than anything Washington, that comes out of Washington. Praise the Lord. Life may change, the world may change, but God's word will never change. It is an anchor that we can hold on to. Amen. Now a consolation, and we're, we're, we're finished. Verse 18 and 19. The Bible says we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge. Aren't you thankful you've got a refuge? To lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul both sure and steadfast. Verse 18, the word consolation means comfort. At the end of verse 18, as well as at the beginning of verse 19, the most important word of the entire section, the word hope, is used three times in the text. This word is not a desire, a dream, a wish, or a chance. It's a confidence. It's an anticipation, an expectation of something we believe and are sure will come to pass. And brother, that's the attitude that we must, you say, you know, it's one thing to have an anchor, it's another thing to utilize it. What good is an anchor if you leave it in a boat? <laughs> Amen, if, you're, if that anchor is going to benefit you at all, you've got to get it out of the boat and throw it in the water. You say, preacher, how do I utilize my anchor? How do I take my anchor of hope, well, there I just give it away. How do I take my anchor out of the boat, drop it in the water? You've got to utilize it by exercising hope. And I'm not talking about wishing it, wanting it, but knowing it and believing it in spite of your circumstances. That means, amen, if you've got more bills than you've got money, but yet you trust but my God shall, shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. In other words, one way or another, God can take uh, a little and make a lot out of it. 
not just believing it, not just wanting it, not just hoping for it, amen, but just, uh, amen, uh, claiming it, claiming that promise. You say, preacher, what's the greatest promise we have? The hope of heaven. Do you know that's, that's the, the, that the real, in reality, and I'm just trying to help all of us, I'm trying to help myself today. Because if we look at our lives, look at the world, this world is more hopeless than it ever has been. If we look at, at, at our young people, if we look at our church, look at America, look at the election, I mean, man, there's no hope in this world. And brother, it's gonna, the, the outlook is going to become more hopeless than it is right now. Right? And, and what does hopelessness produce? Hopelessness produces uncertainty and instability. When you're hopeless, you're unstable, you're uncertain, you have no idea what the future holds. But hope produces certainty. Hope, hope, hope produces stability. Hope produces faithfulness. Hope produces consistency. Man, that's what I need in my life. I need, I need to be more consistent. Man, I'll come to church, preach, shout the roof off, have a big time, but it don't take me five minutes down the road when Holly and the girls start arguing about where we're going to eat. Now, brother, if I don't put you in a bad mood, nothing will. Hearing three women try to agree on where we're going to go for lunch. And she's saying, what about you? I mean, you know, I just say whatever, hallelujah. Caroline disputes that. But, but, but it doesn't take very much to change our demeanor. I mean, you know, in other words, we go from hopeful to hopeless real quick. Right? We need consistency. Man, if we have that, that, that's, that is the one thing that is lacking in the church. You know what my grandma was? She is consistent. Huh? Ken and Violet Bailey were consistent. Dave and Cheryl Davis were consistent. Dorothy and Pee Wee Barm were consistent. We could go on and on. Bill Bryson was consistent. You know why we're where we're at? I, I, I'm just uh, now we're getting where the you know why United Baptist Church is where is where it's at today because we've lost consistency. Amen. This church was built upon some hard-nosed warriors of the faith that were not easily moved or influenced. Amen? But now, we've got a generation of folk. I mean, oh, well, I, yeah, we're with you all the way. We're ready to roll. But the first time the devil says, boo, they're gone. Huh? Am I telling the truth today? No consistency. Anybody say, preacher, I need, I need something to stabilize my ship. <laughs> right now, I mean this morning, I need something to stabilize the ship of my life. Because I mean, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we're, we're just, you know, you know what that causes? Motion sickness. Huh? They say you get on the, out, on the, out on the ocean where it's just the waves are rocking and that ship's 
swaying every which way. And they say it's even possible that the wave will turn the ship over and it'll... That's how I feel sometimes. But you know what will produce consistency in your life? Stability. What will stabilize the ship of your life? Amen. A hope that is sure and steadfast. That means keep your eyes on the skies. Keeping a proper perspective that no matter how bad it gets, my home is just around the bend. I think about it. Is that not what kept Violet Bailey going the last few years of her life? Amen. She had a great life, but boy, I tell you, it wasn't easy. The last few, I mean, amen, wasn't easy. But you know what kept her going? Just like when she was laying in bed a few days before she died, she looked up, she said, it's real. Huh? And brother, it's real. And I, as bad as it is right now and, and all the problems, we got more bur burdens and problems and worries and amen to rob us of our joy. But I'm telling you, if you're looking for a stabilizing force to influence your life, if you're looking for, a, for an anchor of hope, why don't you just trust the promises of the Word of God over and above? The circumstances. Of, because, brother, if God said it, that settles it. And what God said he'll do, he will do for you. And I don't know about anybody else, but this has helped this preacher today to be reminded of the God that we serve. Finally, I know I said it a minute ago, but I forgot I still had one more point. An intercession of our anchor. Oh, I like this. I'd be doing an injustice this morning if I didn't give this last point, verse number 19 and 20, and which entereth into that within the veil, where, whether the forerunner is for us <laughs> entered. Even Jesus made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. He is our High priest, Hebrews 7, 24 through 28. But this man, because he continueth ever, hath an unchangeable priesthood, wherefore he is also able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. For such an high priest became us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens, who needeth not daily as those high priests, to offer up sacrifice first for his own sins and then for the people's. For this he did once when he offered up himself. For the law maketh men high priests which have infirmity. But the word of the oath which was since the law maketh the son who is consecrated forevermore. One thing we don't have to worry about is Christ being negligent <laughs> in his duties as our high priest. He's going to be diligent. Why would the Lord be faithful to me? What if the Lord was uh, not consistent? What if His love was not unconditional? What if the Lord, amen, what if the, 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 direct, the trajectory of the Lord's ship as it relates to my life depended upon what I did and the way I acted? Huh? The way I responded? Huh? I'd be in a mess. But you know what God's commitment to me 
has nothing to do with the attitude, the sorry, poor, low-down attitude that I have, the foolish, stupid decisions that I make. Amen? God, God's disposition toward my life is consistent. And, and what I'm saying, He is my intercessor. Amen? In other words, when I need help, you know, just like Peter, just like Jesus, just give me a minute, I'm, I'm, I'm through. Just like Jesus and Peter, Jesus said, the devil has desired you. He's getting ready to sift you as wheat. And you're going to fail. And Peter said, you don't know what you're talking about. I'd die for you. <laughs> Jesus laughed at him. No, he didn't. He said, I'm praying for you. When you feel forgotten, when you feel alone, when you feel like nobody cares, just know, you say, well, I, I mean, nobody understands. Nobody, nobody, nobody is even thinking about me. Brother, you've got a high priest praying for you. <laughs> Not only that, you've got the Holy Spirit of God making groanings for you. Interceding with groanings which cannot be uttered. That's what the Bible says. Say, preacher, put that into plain terms. Well, I'm on a ship. I've got an anchor. The Word of God, but I got a captain. <laughs> I got one who's steering. See, if I was steering my ship, there's times I'd probably want to go back to port. Amen. I, I wouldn't want to face the storm, but Jesus said, "Hey, you're going to make it to the other side." We're and not only not only is he the anchor, not only is he the pilot. But it's His ship, hallelujah, we're going to sail safe into heaven's harbor one of these days. Huh? Why? Because Jesus is piloting your ship and He ain't going to flinch no matter how bad the storm is. He's going to make sure that your ship sails safely into heaven's harbor. I'm glad I'm on His ship. I'm glad He's my pilot. I'm glad His Word is my anchor. You know what that means? I'm going to make it. Even when it doesn't seem like... Hey, I may not be consistent, but my pilot is, my anchor is. The ship that I'm on is reliable. And He's our... Amen? <laughs> he that hath begun a good work in you shall perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. I know! whom I have believed in. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I'm his cargo. The Lord has commissioned him with the responsibility of getting me out of the harbor all the way home. And I got everything I need to make it safe to the other side. What's the song that Liberty sang about that? You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, I'm just. Uh, aren't you thankful this morning for who we are, who we are, who, who we have, what we have, and where we're headed? And I'm thankful for the for the hope of heaven. Let's all stand today, Lord. I I, I hope I've not preached to. I, pr I hope that I've not exa over exhausted these truths today, Lord. I I pray that we have been fed with the 
with the fresh bread, the nourishment of truth that only comes from your word. God, there's no excuse to quit. There's no reason for us. We have everything. We've got the examples of our forefathers. God, uh, we have been entrusted with a mission. We've been given the equipment that we need. Everything. We've got a, a, a word. We've got an anchor. We've got a ship. And we've got a captain. Lord, all we are is cargo. Lord, we're, all we are is rowers <laughs> on the ship. Lord, I... Lord, sometimes I get tired. Sometimes I get weary. Sometimes the devil convinces me that, that, that it's a waste of time. But, oh God, you've not forgotten about us. You're keeping a record. We will receive a reward. And, Lord, we're going to make it. Lord, we're in a storm. And Lord, I'm afraid we've not gotten even, even gotten into the worst part of it. But Lord, all we are responsible to do, we're not the pilot, we're not the rudder, we're not the anchor. All we're required to do is keep rowing. Lord, help me not to quit. Help me to just keep rowing along. Trust in you to provide our needs. Blessed during the invitation, if somebody needs to come, help to respond. In Jesus' name, we pray. As Pam plays, if you need to come, the altar is open. chorus with me. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. Sing it one more time. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. All God's people say it. I hope you enjoyed the service today. Do remember we'll have services tonight. And then everybody bring your sandwiches or whatever you're supposed to bring. If you have any questions, see Miss Holly. And uh, let's just uh, have a good time celebrating Brother LV's birthday tonight. Amen. I'm looking forward to it. And continue to remember William and Beth and the baby as they're supposed to come home this afternoon, Lord willing. But uh, amen. Hope you've enjoyed the service today. Amen. Uncle Kenny, will you dismiss us in a word of prayer?